Disruptive CEO Nation is the place where young entrepreneurs and company founders tell it like it is when it comes to their journey, vision, technology, culture, and whatever they feel like. Your host, Allison K. Summers, believes how you choose to play the world is completely up to you, and her guests prove it. Now let's get disruptive. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation. This is Allison Kay. And I just want to say, if we're not connected, find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'd love to get to know you and hear about your business and what you're doing in the world. But for today, um, our guest CEO is going to talk about what I consider the true sexy side of business, um, operations, money, and growth, and some great entrepreneurial tips um, he is going to tell us about a company that is shaking up the insurance industry from the palm of your hand. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you to Karn. So Karn, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. So reveal, Karn, give your full details, reveal the company that you're currently CEO of and, and tell our listeners about what you do today. Uh, so you broke up a little bit, but yeah, I, I heard the, la- the tail end of that. Um, so Cover is a multi-line national property insurance entity. Our customers download our apps. So if you search for Cover on the App Store, Google Play, or on the internet, uh, you know, folks download our apps. They answer a couple of simple underwriting questions, uh, take pictures and videos of things they want to insure, and we get their insurance. And, and I find it very, very easy and, and very lovely. And I spit... Let's roll back because I want to talk more about Cover and what it does, but let's roll back um, because I think what's impressive to me, Karn, when I was getting to know you is you hold a master's of finance from MIT where you attended as a Fulbright scholar. So I have to, you know, the natural question is, um, why are you doing what you're doing today? Right. Uh, And I mean, before that, I was a management consultant. Um, and so you could you could characterize my pre-technology career as being like a fairly linear trajectory where I was kind of checking boxes and, and collecting gold stars. Uh, but I found over time that it re- didn't really fit with uh, my personality. I mean, um, the risk-adjusted returns to professional services tend to be really good. You can make a lot of coin, but not take very much risk. Um, and, I, and I thought that at some point or another, and it turned out to be earlier rather than later, that I would uh, make the leap. Uh, from you know being an advisor uh, in, in a professional services context to being a builder of things, uh, which has turned out to be you know much more lucrative and, and much more fulfilling for me. And and you did you did something before you did cover right? So mm-hmm. um, and tell us how you got cover started then. Sure. Um, so so prior to cover, I ran a a different startup in a very different space, a much sexier space. Um, I sold high-end fashion on the internet uh, via an app called Stylekick. Um, and so, uh, you know, our, our customers would effectively browse lookbooks and uh, in, in upcoming designers uh, and take a, a whole view of an outfit, uh, double tap on maybe the handbag or the blouse and be able to purchase it uh, via our app. So, so Stylekick was a mobile e-commerce marketplace we grew that to about a million active users over the course of three years. Uh, and then we were, as a team, acqui-hired. Uh, so our team was absorbed into Shopify. Uh, and at Shopify, if you're, if you're not familiar with Shopify, it's like, uh, you know, a business in a box. <laughs> uh, if you were trying to sell anything on the internet, um, uh, we were running, building experimental marketplace apps that allowed, uh, you know, Shopify merchants distribute their products, um, you know, through, through Shopify consumer-facing apps. 
ultimately, we got the itch. Um, you know, we, we have this rare skill set where we can build really beautiful products. You know, everything we've ever built has been featured by Apple or Google. Um, and we have driven millions of people, driven in the past. Uh, and, and that, those two things of themselves is very rare. Uh, so we decided to give it another shot. Um, we moved from Toronto, where we are, you know, we're all Canadians, uh, moved from Toronto to the Bay Area and joined uh, an accelerator program called Y Combinator, um, you know, to actually just kickstart the business. Uh, and that's really where we started off with cover. And, and what, what made you say, is it, was it your background that you said, you know, we've, we've got to do something to shake up the insurance industry? Or what made you settle on, um, you know, what you're trying to do? Sure, sure. I mean, like, uh, the, the beauty of being able to build product is that you can be relatively vertical agnostic. Um, and so for us, it was a, a fairly prolonged discovery period uh, between Stylekick and, and what we wanted to do next. So it was, hey, we know what our, co- our core competencies are. We can build excellent product. We, uh, you know, we can drive, you, you know, significant acquisition um, through the products, the mobile native apps that we built. Um, and, and it was a... It largely us running back of the envelope math on verticals that could, you know, uh, that would be sustained by, you know, consumer scale, but have SaaS type economics. Um, and so the, that narrowed the set, the set of addressable, uh, addressable uh, businesses to insurance and a handful of others. Um, and so from there, all we did were we were building on weekends experimental apps. And so uh, Cover was one of these. Um, and, and so when we first built cover, it was, it was very simple. It was a couple of screens, a couple of views, uh, with the preamble that said, take a picture of something you want to ensure, uh, leading to a camera on your app, uh, in the app. Uh, uh, and, and lo and behold, we saw folks, um, that were sending us videos of themselves washing their cars, walking around their homes, walking around on the outside and the inside sending us pictures of their kittens, uh, their engagement rings, and a, a plethora of interesting objects. Uh, and, and we recognized pretty immediately that probably no one in insurance had ever seen this kind of behavior before <laughs> through, through their products, uh, and so we doubled down. And that was, that was kind of the impetus for us to kick off the cover. Yeah, and I love, um, because when you go to your, your website, and I know, um, you know, what we want people to do is take a look at, at the app, but you can go get familiar with cover by going to the website and, and I can see, um, you know, I, I can't think of other places where I go and I, I get my car insurance and I get my, my pet insurance, mm-hmm. um, and, and everything all in one place. And, and, and that I, I love, but yeah, I find it interesting what you said about the behaviors of, of people, you know, you build it and then you saw what they were doing and adapted. Um, and that's mm-hmm. fabulous. So you can talk very simply about, you know, oh, we, we build these test apps on the weekends, but you had a focus really hard once you worked on cover um, mm-hmm. on getting your, your funding. So mm-hmm. can you share with us a little bit about the success? Because you had some great success in getting your funding. Sure. Yeah. So, so I mean, uh, joining Y Combinator was really the, the first step, um, you know, and that, that gave us enough runway to really build out a prototype and show that we had the ability to execute on, uh, you know, building out cover to something that at least proved uh, that, you know, we could, dr- we could create a sizable business in insurance on native mobile. And we did that during, during Y Combinator, which is like a three month program. We were actually featured uh, on the front page of the U S app store under best new apps. 
Um, and so, you know, during, during Y Combinator, we were seeing a new insurance request come in every 60 seconds for weeks. Um, so, and that's very, very atypical of, of something that was spun up just a couple weeks prior. Um, so it wasn't very difficult for us to convince, um, you know, our, our current investor set um, that a, a significantly sized business could be built in insurance. There, there's $500 billion uh, in insurance premiums uh, that are written every single year in the United States just in the property insurance business. Um, and, you know, it was very obvious at that moment that uh, there were there were channels, specifically the ones that we had competency in, uh, that that hadn't been tapped yet. Um, and so from, from Y Combinator, you know, three months later, we ended up raising, raising a seed round of about $3.2 million. Um, you know, and we had investors like Social Capital, Tencent, Shasta, SV Angel, a, a plethora of tier one VCs participate. I could talk a little bit about that, but then skip to a year ahead, we had built out a national insurance brokerage. We were contracting with 30 different carrier partners. Uh, and, and went ahead and raised an extra eight million, and then recently raised an extra an extra sixteen million. So we've raised twenty seven million dollars over the course of about two and a half years uh, to build out a national insurance entity. I, that that's just astonishing to me, uh, truly astonishing to me. And when when you talk about um, you know new requests every sixty seconds, mm-hmm. um, I have to stop and then ask you about about growth. Is sure. it truly all, all organic, or what is your go-to for customer acquisition? Look, like I think um, we have a very strong understanding of what the underlying economic model is in, in insurance distribution and underwriting, um, and so we know what the lifetime value of a customer looks like. And so, lifetime the lifetime value of an insurance customer is exceptionally high. If you think if you think about you know what's funding the State Farm brick and mortar uh, agent. Uh, or the Progressive or Geico brick and mortar agent, um, it is a recurring cash flow stream uh, that originates from the, the the sale of a policy. We we earn a a commission on a on a perpetuity basis. It ends up being an annuity business. So the LTVs of insurance companies uh, customers, especially very good ones, can be thousands of dollars, right? Um, and so ostensibly, you should be willing to spend a lot to acquire those customers, should they be good ones. Uh, that being said, as a as a startup, when you're when you're capital constrained, you cannot compete against Geico or State Farm, um, and so you have to seek out, uh, you know, what you what you resolve to be arbitrage opportunities in a very very surgical way. And so, you know, when we first started, what we optimized around were the skill sets that we had. So we understood app store app store optimization intimately well. And so even if even now, if you were to search Google Play, we we rank one or two for insurance in the United States on a given day. Same thing for car insurance, same thing for, for pet or what have you. Uh, and, that, and that gives us the baseline foundational traffic. Uh, we run paid acquisition campaigns and all the channels you'd expect, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Reddit. Our customers tend to be about 28 years old, which fits very well uh, with the channels that we acquire via. Uh, and then we build products because we are fundamentally a good product team um, that serve the needs of our customers before they actually need to buy insurance. Um, and so a good example of that is our driving school. Uh, you know, if you go to driving.cover.com, you'll see that we set up a free defensive driving school uh, for anyone in Texas specifically that wants to get a violation um, or uh, a violation off of their record or uh, access 10% discount uh, for, for their insurance. And so, it, it, you know, and, and this just comes out of us thinking about where our customers are 
and a building product stack system. Because you're not going to go to a defensive driving school if you're not thinking about saving on your insurance because you had a violation. Uh, we just build the thing, give it away for free, drive top of the funnel and into the apps eventually. So it's, a, it's very much a portfolio approach uh, to growth, um, some of which is durable, some of which is opportunistic. <laughs> I have to ask you, Karn, because you, can't, I, I, you mm -hmm. can't talk about insurance. What are some of the crazy things that you guys are insuring? Can you, are you free yeah, to tell? Yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, I mean the, vast majority, the vast majority of things that we insure are cars and homes. Uh, I mean, th those are the things that people typically care to insure the most. Uh, the, th the, the next most common set are pets, jewelry, and electronics. But we've done comic book collections. We did a tank, a, a basically a decorative tank for a group that was trying to take it to Burning Man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like we, we've, uh, we've done uh, tree houses, like all sorts of crazy things. But those, those don't really represent, you know, the core of our business. It, we just have the ability to do those things. Yeah, well, I wish I had a treehouse for you guys to insure. Um, makes me makes me think of what I do have that we can bring your way. Um, mm -hmm. This, I think, this is all great. What are some of the lessons that you learned along the way from from the time you you first started your your first startup to working sure. on Cover? Yeah, I, I think um, look like. I, it, my role has evolved dramatically uh, since, since we first started. Stylekick, we grew to about you know, 14 people total uh, before we were acquired. Uh, we're now at Cover, we're about 50 people deep across two offices. Um, I've, <laughs> I spend a, a large part of my time uh, you know, working on our insurance business and, and executive hiring so that I can shard off responsibility uh, for individual functions uh, at cover to people who are more competent than I am uh, at specific things. So, you know, we've hired a head of growth from Shopify. Uh, you know, we risk people here from Square. Our, v our VP of sales comes from Metro Mile. Uh, you know, our CTO is <laughs> my high school friend who was with me at Shopify. Like, we, it's, it's largely about, uh, you know, surrounding yourself with, at some point, super capable people that you can trust to execute on the thing that you used to do. Uh, and that's, that at least has been my experience from, you know, a couple of people hacking on a app uh, around a kitchen table uh, to two offices. Um, you know, from here on in, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be continuing to, to be able to communicate to the broader team what the goals are of the company, the trajectory of the company, uh, what the trajectory of the company will look like over the next couple of years, uh, you know, hiring the right people and enabling those people to execute on the plans. Um, so it's, it's been different. My role changes every, every couple months. When we talk about super capable people, I think when you're, when you're talking about building teams, mm -hmm. do, you, do you find, have you had the experience where sometimes those people that start with you aren't the ones that are going to go the long, long road with you? Yeah. That, I mean, that's absolutely true. Uh, look, like not everyone is going to scale, um, uh, you know, from, from, you know, even from 10 people to 50 people much less from 50 people to 2,000 people. Um, you know, it may not be the case that they end up uh, being managers, they might be happy as individual contributors, uh, or they may not just, they, they may simply not be appropriate for the team at all. Uh, you just need to have a framework in place to be able to assess and get ahead of that uh, uh, if you can. So, and what's the culture? If, if, if I came mm -hmm. in to cover, how yeah. would you define your culture? Because I think that's, that's so important for any for anybody, and particularly in what you guys are are sure. achieving. 
Yeah, I, I think it comes, uh, look, we have, we have two offices, one of which is an insurance product office uh, where sales lives. And, and then uh, most, of, most of the folks who are designing our insurance products live. Uh, and then we have a Toronto office, which is very, very like tech product focused and is a, is a little bit more serious. Um, so we've got a rambunctious sales office. We've got a slightly more serious product office. Uh, I think the, and that's perfectly acceptable to me. I mean, like I'm okay with the culture being different in different places with different functions. So long as the overarching uh, goals and understanding of what the company is becoming over time is crystal clear uh, to everyone at the company. And so what we're, what we're doing here at the end of the day is we're building a fair, uh, a national uh, insurance company uh, that's both fair uh, to its customers and sustainable financially um, and delivers the best possible product and customer experience that exists in insurance, period. That's the goal. And so I have to go to, with cover. Um, really getting its its foundation only in the last few years. Yeah. How are you keeping your balance? Um, are you making sure that you are you in a mode where you're working all the time and seeing this this you know take over the world? Um, sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, like if you're if you're scaling, um, if you're scaling and you anticipate to you know continuous scale. It's hard, right? Like you're, you're, I don't even know if work-life balance is a real thing. Uh, it's, uh, there, there's going to be, especially at the early stages of your company, um, you know, this trade-off where, you know, you, you can certainly take some time to yourself, but it's a living, breathing thing that needs to be sustained. Um, and and at, least, at least the early stages, it's going to require most of your attention. Um, and so, you know, the intermingling between my personal and professional life, I don't like, I actually don't see a clear divide. I think that there's a, a gradient between the two. And I, and personally, I'm very comfortable with that. But I, I guarantee you have some fun sometimes, right, Karn? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we took, uh, we took both of our offices to Vegas just a couple of weeks ago. So yes, we, we have fun. <laughs> If we come back and check in with you in a couple of years, with, with you as a person, with you as a business leader and, and, right. and a dreamer, what do you hope we would find um, for cover and for yourself? Yeah, I think at least the goal for us over the course of the next couple of years is to build a national insurance company of our own accord. Um, and so that is not just being a distributor of insurance, but some, uh, an entity that prices it and owns the entire customer experience from distribution underwriting through claims and servicing. So every touch point that we could possibly have with a customer, we want to control. Uh, from there on in, I mean, it's it, the insurance stack is pretty deep. This is one of those businesses where you have seven intermediaries between somebody trying to buy an insurance policy, somebody trying to take the risk on insurance policy. Um, and so we may turn our attention to those other intermediaries over time, but they're fundamentally different from our core business, which is, uh, you know, a direct-to-consumer business uh, that is trying to deliver an exceptional experience to its its end customer. Karn, I appreciate you giving us the gift of your time. I know that I appreciated learning that Texas drivers need more training than anybody else in the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, all, I'm only joking for all my friends in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's a great story. It's, it's wonderful to see and to talk to people who have, you know, moved their, their vision and their companies so quickly. And, mm-hmm. and it's just an, 
inspiration. So tell our listeners how they can find out more if they want to connect with you, ask questions, or sure. find out more about Cover. Yeah, yeah, just feel free to email me. My email is just karn, K-A-R-N, at cover.com. Uh, you can follow me at, at Karn Soroya on Twitter or at Cover on Twitter. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners. If Karn said something that you liked that you think somebody else needs to hear, as always, please um, forward them a copy of this podcast or introduce them to Cover. We are all in this together, trying to learn more, understand what innovation and business looks like for tomorrow. So again, Karn, thank you so much. It was great talking with you. Again, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>